You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School presented by Privy. And a big thank you to our co-sponsors of the show, Suna and Hashtag Paid. For too long, the process of finding the right influencer for your brand has been endless, mindless, soul-crushing scrolling. And then once you find the one, they don't even move the needle. Well, Hashtag Paid is putting an end to all of that. They're the first matchmaking tool for brands and creators. With Hashtag Paid, the process is three incredibly simple steps. Build your campaign, pick from 10 creators, hit the launch button, and bask in success. Hashtag Paid is basically a dating service for brands and influencers. Instead of dinner and overpriced drinks, you'll get ROI and a partner your audience trusts. Check them out at the link in the show notes. All right, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here with Joe Putnam from Conversion Engine. They're an agency focused on paid and retention marketing for D2C brands. Joe and I were riffing a bit in the DMs, and he was giving me a bit of a contrarian take on how to effectively measure paid ads. He was throwing around terms like ROAS and MER, M-E-R, and I thought it'd make for a really helpful episode uh, because you know, you're probably not alone if, if the term ROAS or MER are new to you. So Joe, welcome. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Ben, thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's start with Conversion Engine. Give us a feel for what you're up to over there. Yeah, so we work with D2C brands, and we help them use paid ads, email, and SMS to profitably and predictably grow. So that's what we're all about. Nice. I like how you use the word profitably. I saw that on your website as well. What's your take? Like, Why do you think that's a differentiator? Yeah, I mean, we really think it's a priority to work closely with brand owners to make sure that they're growing profitably. And, uh, you know, you can throw a lot of things around or you can grow really quickly. But obviously, at the end of the day, the goal of having a business is making sure you're profitable. So we think that's an important part of what we bring to the table and and, uh, what we help e-commerce store owners with. Yeah, I respect that. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, maybe raise venture money and, and don't feel that kind of burning need to get to profitability. Our audience, I would imagine, is mostly bootstrapped, owner-operated, and I think that'll really resonate. So totally with you on that. So let's start at the top. So like, you know, we've got ROAS. I want to just get your take, your simple definition. What is it? How is it calculated? Why is everyone talking about ROAS? Sure. Yeah. ROAS is one of the metrics that people pay the most attention to when it comes to, you know, advertising for e-commerce brands. And it's calculated, it's a pretty simple formula. It's revenue from ads divided by your ad spend. So, you know, let's say you spend in a given month $100,000 on ads, and you're able, based on your tracking, whether it's Google Analytics or whatever it is that you're using, you know, you track $300,000 in revenue, then your return on ad spend is going to be a three or three to one. So, again, it's just revenue from ads divided by your ad spend. Yeah. And why do you think that's become like the core metric return on ad spend that people talk about? Yeah. One thing is we now have the luxury of being able to track it, whereas with traditional media, you can't track it as closely. So because it's trackable, everybody likes to pay a lot of attention to it and focus on it. And it's a really helpful directional metric, you know, within an ad account you know, at a campaign level or an ad level, you know, hey, this ad is generating more revenue than this other ad, or this campaign is generating more revenue than another campaign. 
So I'd say it's, you know, it's a very helpful metric. It does have its limitations, you know, but it's it gives you an idea. And I guess based on what it is, you know, return on ad spend by focusing on it, obviously you want to get a better return on ad spend. So it allows you to optimize for that and make sure you're making the most money for every dollar you spend on ads. Awesome. And I think in that example you gave of, you know, making 300,000 and spending 100 to do that, that's ROAS of three to one. I imagine that was just kind of an example to simplify the math. But like, is there such thing as like a ROAS benchmark that someone should be looking for? Yeah, that's a great question. And and one of the first questions people ask, I'm going to give you the cliche answer because it's the right answer. And that entirely depends on your business. So everybody wants to kind of pick, you know, like a number and say, hey, a three is good or a four is good or whatever. But really, it depends on your business. It depends on what your goals are, what your margins are, things like that. If you're a store owner and we were talking for the first time, I would ask you questions like, what are your goals? Are you looking to grow as fast as possible or are you looking to maximize your profit? You know, are your gross margins 85 percent or are they 50 percent? And the answers to those questions are going to determine, you know, what your ROAS target should be. And so I'm going to refrain from answering that just now. But there is a way to, to kind of figure that out. Um, and there's not really a good benchmark, kind of a general uh, benchmark to work with. Well, I think probably one thing we can agree on, though, is that if you are making that calculation and the revenue you've earned from your ad spend is less than what you spent, you'd have a ROAS of, of less than one. That's probably a major red flag that like something is completely wrong, right? Yeah, for sure. And even at an individual level, you know, depending on your variable costs, you want to make sure that you're profitably acquiring customers. And so making sure you're not paying more to acquire a customer than you're making from them, that's definitely something you want to pay attention to. Yeah. So when it comes to ROAS, like, are there, you know, top one or top two mistakes that operators, you know, go through? Yeah. So there's two big mistakes that I've seen store owners make or marketers make. The first one is picking a ROAS target out of a hat. And so, you know, let's say you're in a Facebook group, somebody gets in there, they share a case study and they say, hey, you know, we spent this amount of money and we got a five return on ad spend. You know, look at us, look at these campaigns, look how good we're doing. And so then you take that number and you go to your ad buyer and you say, um, hey, I want to hit a five return on ad spend because this one guy on Facebook did it. And so, you know, let's make that our target. There's a couple things there that are missing. First of all, you don't know what's the average order value for that product. They might be selling $2,000 fire pits, you know, so that's going to have an impact on ROAS. The other one is you don't even know if those numbers are true. You know, that person could be stretching their numbers a little bit. And so, you know, so there's that. And then obviously their margins, you don't know what their margins are compared to yours. And so if you kind of arbitrarily pick a number, that's obviously not good. But the other one is, and most people don't realize this, if you pick a ROAS target that's too high, you actually can limit your growth. And so, you know, if you come to your ad buyer, just as an example, and let's say you tell them, hey, we have to hit a 3.5 return on ad spend, but you're actually profitable at a 2.5. You know, your ad buyer might be able to spend $10,000 a month at a 3.5, which gives you a $12,000 a month net profit. But you're limited because once you spend more than that, and I guess uh, the other part that people kind of a lot of times don't realize is ad spend and ROAS are inversely related. So the more you spend on ads, ROAS is going to start coming down. 
And so you can't, you know, kind of spend an unlimited amount on ads and keep ROAS the same. But anyway, with that example, let's say you spend $100,000 in a month on ads, you had a 2.5 return on ad spend, and your net profit comes out to be 61,000. Obviously, you know, business owners would choose option two over option one, but you can prevent yourself from, you know, reaching option two if you set your ROAS target too high. So that's the, the second mistake that I see. Yeah, interesting. I never really thought about it that way, but I think the theme here is like, it should start with your business, understanding the margins and what you're trying to achieve, not what you're hearing in the market from the peers around you, I think is the, the key takeaway. Nice. That's good. And, you know, when we were chatting before you came on, you mentioned a different kind of KPI, MER, MER, as I would call it. So what is that? And why do you think it's important to also track? Yeah. So MER stands for Marketing Efficiency Ratio. And basically, it's your total revenue divided by your total ad spend. And it's really a helpful metric. You know, any of these metrics by themselves, you know, you can kind of start losing things you need to be tracking. But we find it very helpful and we emphasize it with our clients to triangulate with ROAS, triangulate with your revenue to make sure that you're kind of getting the results that you want to get. But, you know, with MER specifically, it gives you a more holistic view of kind of how all of your marketing and advertising are working together. And you kind of, instead of being super zoomed in on ROAS, it kind of gives you that overall picture. Um, and it's more of a, a business health metric, whereas ROAS is a very specific individual campaign level, ad spend, ad level metric. It kind of gives you more of that kind of business health check than, than what you can with ROAS. Got it. I like that on uh, the efficiency ratio because it gives opportunity for things like your email capture rate to shine and your, your lead nurturing through email or SMS or, you know, the new like effort you put into cart abandonment outreach. Like, I think that's really smart. So it almost sounds like, you know, you should be looking at both of these, both ROAS and MER. Is that fair? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you want to look at both. And like you mentioned, it kind of MER allows you to measure how everything's working together. So how's your email and ads when those are combined? How is that performing? But yeah, so for sure, use both metrics. But MER is kind of more of a business wide kind of health holistic view metric. Awesome. So you had mentioned that you personally uh, think that over-reliance on ROAS uh, versus MER can be an issue, right? So walk us through that a little bit. What do you mean by that? Sure. Yeah. So I've seen it happen more than once where if you pay too much attention to ROAS, it can kind of frustrate you from achieving your business goals. But, you know, just one example that comes to mind would be, um, let's say you start running ads on YouTube and something like YouTube, the, the performance is not going to track as well as it is on something like, let's say, Facebook traditionally. So let's say YouTube reports a 0.5 return on ad spend. Based on that number, you think, hey, we need to pause this because we're not profitable. But if you look at your overall revenue, your revenue is going up more than you kind of thought it was. Um, and your MER, your marketing efficiency ratio is staying the same. Um, so maybe, you know, you're driving a lot of cheap top of the funnel traffic. And maybe your Facebook remarketing ads are improving and your Google ads, you know, you're getting a lot of Google remarketing type of ads 
um, or even your branded search on Google goes up because of your YouTube ads and, and branded Google gets credit for those purchases. Um, and so anyway, that's a case where, you know, you might pause something that's actually working because you're a little bit too focused on return on ad spend. Another classic example we come across a lot is, uh, you know, let's say Facebook specific campaign. You know, you're making a 1.75 return on your prospecting ads, which are the ads for, you know, that you're targeting new customers, acquiring new customers. And your remarketing ads are at a 3.5. But we've had clients say, hey, let's spend less on these prospecting ads because we're only getting a 1.75. Maybe we should turn those off or spend less on them. But if you do that, your whole funnel starts to collapse. And so that's another example of if you're too focused on ROAS, you could kind of you know, mess up your entire marketing funnel. Yeah, that's smart. I'm starting to hear a lot more operators and agencies talk about MER. And I think it's super helpful to get these like insights from you. Any specific client examples that you can share with us? Yeah, I've got a really interesting example. You know, one of the questions people ask a lot and it's really hard to get is they're like, hey, if we paused our ads, what would happen? You know, because that would kind of give you an overall view of, of how much of these actually contributing. So we have a client who's in the process of getting acquired. And so they had us basically slow their ads down and then pause their ads. And so it kind of provided a really unique perspective on this. And I've adjusted these numbers a little bit just to make them general, not too specific, but the ratios are the same. So the ratios apply, but basically they were making right at 5,000 a day in revenue in January, spending about 815 per day on ads. Um, and the reported ROAS on that was 2.5. Then in April, we paused their ads and they're down to $1,600 in revenue per day. So revenue's down, actually down $3,300 a day, you know, from 40, right at 5,000 down to, to 1,600. So down about 3,400. Anyway, so when you run those numbers, you realize the real return on ad spend was actually closer to about 4.11. And you realize there's certain purchases there that aren't being tracked, you know, and let's say somebody sees an ad, they send it to their girlfriend and their girlfriend makes a purchase, you know, your ads aren't going to get credit for that. And so I think it's just a great example of why you need to be measuring your entire business and why you shouldn't get super focused on return on ad send because, you know, you may miss some of these other purchases that aren't getting tracked. And instead, you need to find a way to you know, make sure you understand all your numbers and you're kind of measuring business-wide and funnel-wide and not just, you know, kind of one specific number. Yeah, I think there's some really good takeaways from today. You know, I think it's interesting the way that you've like broken it down and like when you think about yourself and your own buying habits, like how often do you actually click the ad and make the purchase in that one thing versus, you know, a series of these other like touches or shares or, or word of mouth that, that actually get you to make that purchase. And for those reasons in your own buying journey, now I can actually see like, okay, what you're saying does make sense that it's you know pretty hard to attribute every single thing to it back to that one ad campaign versus, you know, the multiple things you have going on. That's, that's really good. So I'm just curious, like why for that brand that was selling, were they just trying to save money or something? shut off the ads? Why, why'd they do that? I don't, uh, I didn't ask too many questions. I was the buyer. I would be kind of uh, not happy with that decision. But yeah, I think they just kind of wanted to slow things down. And uh, we didn't, we didn't ask too many questions about it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, interesting story. And 
Really appreciate you coming on, Joe. This was great. So Joe Putnam, Conversion Engine, awesome to have you as a partner. And, and thanks for coming on and giving us the uh, 101 on ROAS versus Merck. Yeah, thank you for having me. Glad I could be here.